The agriculture industry has been confronted with historically low cattle numbers, indicating a potential challenge in beef supplies for the foreseeable future. But what does this mean for farmers and consumers alike? I'm Charity Seebecker with the Midwest Farm Report. And Jeff Swenson, the Wisconsin Department of Agriculture, Livestock and Meat Specialist, provides some insight into just how much of an impact this will have. It tells us that beef supplies are going to be tight into the future. Um, right now we do see uh, more cattle in feedlots than we typically would. It's 2% more cattle in feedlots than was this time of year last year, but that means that there's fewer cattle outside of feedlots. So feeder cattle numbers and replacement beef cattle numbers will be very, very tight. And what factors really contributed to this? I wouldn't call it a perfect storm, but there were a lot of different factors. So we saw parts of the country that were extremely dry for multiple years. Then in Wisconsin, we had a dry summer, and both cow prices and feeder cattle prices were relatively high. So farmers were uh, almost rewarded to cull harder, and if they have diminishing pastures and and they're worried about their hay supply and wintering over cattle, they cut pretty deeply into their cow herd. Like I said, the the cow prices were relatively high. Then feeder cattle prices being high, they sold their heifers as well as their steers, so they didn't keep uh, heifers back for replacement the way they typically would. What did the report really say? What were some of the nitty-gritty that stuck out to you? So we already were in a situation with historically low uh, beef cow numbers. And this report came out and said all cattle and calves, that would be both dairy and beef and all classes of livestock or all classes of cattle, was down 2%. The number of uh, beef cows took the biggest hit, 28.2 million. That was 2% lower than January of last year. Dairy cows, 9.36 million dairy cows in the nation, that was only down slightly. So we're not shrinking the dairy herd the way we are the beef herd. And what long-term effects is this going to have? It really impacts consumers, if we start at that end, uh, because we have the potential for higher beef prices even higher than they are now because of the tight supply. And interestingly, we are seeing the difference between select cuts and choice cuts shrinking. Uh, The choice select spread that we talk about is shrinking because consumers are already looking for more economically priced beef. So it's easy to say, well, beef is tight. We're going to have record high cattle prices. That might not be the case. So we need to think about risk management. The other thing that I will say is that uh, as we start to rebuild the cattle herd, it'll take time. Uh, It'll take at least two years from the time that a a heifer is is chosen for replacement before she has a calf. And when we start holding heifers back for replacement, that's fewer heifers entering feedlots. So beef supply will get even tighter at that point in time. What are the numbers showing us for Wisconsin then? So in Wisconsin, we did uh, see a drop of 20,000 beef cows uh, in the state. And so we're at 260,000 beef cows that have calved. Uh, Historically, you know, we're we're back to numbers that we saw in the mid-2000s. In 2009, we had about 265,000 head, but we were really growing. Uh, And now we've really taken a, a step back. And beef replacement heifers, or heifers kept for replacement, is down 14 
15%. So there's only 60,000 uh, beef heifers on Wisconsin farms that are intended for replacement. And when we look at uh, the milk cows uh, in, in Wisconsin, 1.27 million unchanged. So we have not uh, lost dairy cows the way we have beef cows in the state. I will say that uh, cattle on feed in Wisconsin is down 8%. And we start looking at the states around us. So Illinois uh, was even, uh, unchanged from last year. Iowa lost 5%. Minnesota lost 3%. Uh, and the Wisconsin kind of led the Midwestern states with a drop of 7% in our beef cow numbers. What can farmers do to kind of navigate this now and make light of this situation? You know, we really talk about doing our best to manage risk. And with tighter beef supply, tighter cattle numbers, it's easy to say, well, prices are going to be great in the long term um, because there aren't that many cattle around. But like I said, we we have... uh, Domestic demand, international demand plays a role in that. The consumer's willingness to pay uh, definitely plays a role in that. So we can see a lot of market volatility in wholesale beef prices, cattle prices. So doing your best to uh, look at insurance programs for price protection or even uh, some contract growing for feedlot operations um, might be beneficial just to mitigate some of that potential for market fluctuations. What kind of impact will this have then even on our international relationships and exporting? Our beef exports were down Uh, in 2023. And it's easy to say, wow, we're we're way down in in beef exports. We were down compared to 2022, and we still are above the five-year average. But uh, it's difficult to export uh, beef when our price is higher than some of our competitors and the U.S. dollar was strong. Conversely, pork prices uh, have been lower, so we saw really high pork exports in 2023 compared to the past. And then anything else that we should know about the report, its impacts, or things that we should be keeping on our radar? I think it pays to to keep looking at the numbers. We'll look at beef cow harvest and dairy cow harvest going forward. We we continue to see healthy cow prices uh, through auction markets because as consumers start to watch the, their bottom line and, and become price-conscious shoppers, ground beef demand goes up. So we are seeing uh, ground beef prices raise higher percentage-wise in comparison to whole muscle cuts right now. Still uh, more uh, economical than, than your whole muscle cuts, like your ribeyes and things like that. And I think that also we need to um, make sure not only that that we're watching our own bottom line to make sure that we are profitable even at these prices. It's easy to say, well, prices are high, I'm profitable. That's not always the case. And keep in mind what uh, feedlot operators are looking for in feeder calves. Keep in mind uh, there will be a demand for replacement females. We're seeing that in some parts of the country, whether that's replacement quality heifer calves that would typically in this this time of year go to, to feedlots or if they're going to be looking for bred heifers. Lastly, I'll say that kind of the wild card, and, and there's a lot of arguments about what the dairy on beef uh, impact is. 
And there's on one side, people will say, well, all those cattle end up harvested anyhow, whether they enter a dairy herd for two or three or seven lactations uh, first, or if um, they go right into a feedlot as dairy beef heifers. But I think that we are seeing uh, dairy beef crosses having an impact. That was Jeff Swenson, Department of Agriculture, Livestock and Meat Specialist. He added that while these may be low numbers, it's important to remember that cattle weights have increased about 3% every year, and we're producing more beef with fewer cattle than in the past. He says this gives the industry a little hope for what's to come. From the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Charity Seebecker.